When people owe money to the IRS, the department they are dealing with is collections. Tune in to find out more about all of the actions and alternatives available when working with this department. Thank you for tuning in to Tax Justice Warriors. Welcome to Tax Justice Warriors, the podcast that celebrates the work of low-income taxpayer clinics, focuses on tax controversy work, and looks at related issues in tax news. I'm your host, William Schmidt, the director of the Low-Income Taxpayer Clinic at Kansas Legal Services. Now, there is quite a bit going on when it comes to the Department of Collections within the IRS. What starts out everything with the collections department is when the taxpayer does not pay the taxes that they owe. Now, this may be something that they have turned into the IRS on their tax return or something that has been assessed to the taxpayer through the examinations or just general tax return processing those departments within the IRS. But starting out within collections, the IRS will send out a CP501, the Notice of Tax Due and Demand for Payment. The intention is to inform the taxpayer of the amount due and let them know which tax year they are in arrears for. So generally, the taxpayer has to choose, will they pay the amount in full or do they not pay that tax due? So of course, if they pay the amount due in full, then everything with collections has finished. Now, once the amount is paid, the taxpayer could request a refund. If the refund is not appropriate, then the case would be closed. If the IRS determines a refund is appropriate, then it would go back to exam alternatives within the examinations department. So the majority of cases within collections, the taxpayer has not paid in full, and the IRS will start sending notices to the taxpayer. That at this point, the series of notices had started with the CP501, the first notice, then they would move on to a potential series of other notices such as the CP-503 stating that the amount from the CP-501 is still outstanding, a CP-504 that the unpaid amount is still outstanding and that failure to pay may result in the seizure of the taxpayer's state income tax refund, or a CP-504B which would be the Same statement, except there would be potentially a levy on property or property rights. So finding some alternative form of levy beyond a state income tax refund. Now, at this point, with the notices, the taxpayer can decide whether to do some form of collection alternative. If they're not taking any action, then within collections... The case will go to a sorting process that there are basically four categories within the sorting process in collections. Automated collection system, when the case is waiting for an assignment, the case has not been assigned, it's shelved, 
and can potentially be sent to private debt collections or it goes to field collection. During this period, the IRS could apply a refund from a different tax year. If that is the case, the IRS will send a CP49 notice informing that part or all of the refund was applied to pay an outstanding tax liability. Now, during this period, the IRS could send out either a notice of lien or levy. So to go through those, there is the notice of intent to levy, letter 1058. It will be a final notice. And in my experience, it is $10,000 of total liability owed to the IRS that is a general cutoff for when the IRS will send out the notice of intent to levy. From this point, the IRS will decide whether to send out a notice of intent to levy or notice of federal tax lien. It is letter 1058 that is a final notice regarding an intention to levy. So the levy is doing some form of collection action from the IRS where they are receiving some form of payment. So potentially a bank account, garnishing wages, garnishing social security. Those are common ways that the IRS would levy some amount from the taxpayer. Then there is letter 3172, a notice of federal tax lien. And I have found that it is $10,000 that is the cutoff mark for when the IRS will file a federal tax lien with the county to establish their priority rights with regard to payment from the taxpayer. Now, in the process, the IRS will also send out the right to a collection due process hearing. That right is that the taxpayer needs to file the request for hearing within 30 days. If they do so, then the case will move on to appeals, which I will discuss in a later episode. They have the ability to request the equivalent hearing within one year, but if they do not request either of those hearings, then the case continues within collections. If the case had been sorted to go to private debt collections, then one of several outside entities is collecting the unpaid taxes, but the taxpayer can request for the case to go back to the IRS or the IRS can recall the case so that there is no go-between between the taxpayer and the IRS. Now, since the sorting has taken place and collection actions are proceeding, with regard to liens and levies, the IRS could send letter 5972C, where they tell you how to avoid a lien or levy, or a letter 16, a notification that the account has been assigned for enforcement action, such as what I was talking about with a garnishment of a bank account, wages, social security, or state income tax refunds. Now, part of this process 
the IRS could file a suit in court to receive a judgment, foreclose on the lien, or take other actions to enforce the levy, that to some degree this is litigation that the IRS is going through the process, but it is not what is falling specifically within the litigation taken by IRS counsel, which I will discuss in a later episode. Now, there are technically several collection alternatives to this process of liens and levies that the taxpayer can take. There is levy relief when there has been a wrongful levy or the IRS could release the levy because of economic hardship where levy proceeds are returned to the taxpayer. There could be installment agreements or partial pay installment agreements. If the taxpayer is not following through on the installment agreement, the IRS could send a CP 523 to inform the taxpayer that the IRS plans to terminate any installment agreement and levy the assets. But CP 521 informs tax, the taxpayer that they have an installment agreement payment due and to pay that amount. The taxpayer could be deemed currently not collectible. This is generally because the taxpayer has more expenses than income, that the IRS places the account on hold, interest or penalties can, will be still accruing, the IRS will keep refunds in the meantime as a way of collecting on the account, but over time that account can the tax year can expire if it is old enough because the IRS generally has 10 years to collect on the amount due, though there are a variety of actions that can extend the collection period for the taxpayer. The taxpayer has to provide financial information to enter into this status, and the IRS looks each year based on the tax return filed and the information provided to the IRS by the various agencies and businesses and determines whether the individual is back to collectible status or not. If a person is on a fixed income, then likely they can continue to just coast along in that status. But a if a person goes up in income, then the IRS may deem them to be collectible and then move them back into part of the collection process. A taxpayer could declare bankruptcy, and this is part of the litigation section, which I will discuss in a later episode. If the taxpayer disagrees with the assessed amount, the case could return to examinations to reevaluate the amount due. Of course, the taxpayer can always pay the debt in full. Or finally, the taxpayer can apply for an offer in compromise, the settlement agreement with the IRS. There are several details to an offer in compromise, 
but in general, the taxpayer can submit a doubt as to liability. It will return to examinations to determine whether that should apply. Otherwise, the taxpayer can submit a doubt as to collectability, offering compromise, where they are showing they could not pay the amount in full. They have to provide financial information to support the offer that they are making, and they work with that part of the collections department to determine whether they can come to an agreement for what the taxpayer can afford and to pay on what is owed. And the last main portion I will touch on is lien relief, that the IRS would send a withdrawal of notice of federal tax lien, that the lien would be discharged and released. It may not necessarily change what the taxpayer owes, but the IRS would no longer have a lien on the listed property. There are several ways that the case can come from other departments to collections, such as tax return processing, appeals, or litigation. But overall, the main issue is that the taxpayer has a liability with the IRS that has not been paid in full, that the IRS is taking action to collect that amount from the taxpayer, or the taxpayer needs to take some kind of action to come up with an alternative with the IRS to determine the best course of action on whether they are paying or not or finding some other arrangement. So there are frankly several steps when it comes to working with collections or coming up with some form of alternative. I hope this helps you navigate the collection process better. And thank you for tuning in to Tax Justice Warriors. Thank you for listening to Tax Justice Warriors. We have a Patreon page if you'd like to support this podcast. Providing monetary support for this podcast helps with expenses like equipment or travel to tax conferences. Supporting this podcast through Patreon comes with rewards, so check out our Patreon page. Please rate or review this podcast because positive reviews help get more people to know this podcast exists. The views expressed on this podcast are not official opinions of the IRS, the Low Income Taxpayer Clinic Program, or the employers of the people who spoke on this program. Your tax situation is unique, so do not take the statements on this program as tax or legal advice. Consult with your own tax professional to provide you with specific advice on your situation. Tune in next time on Tax Justice Warriors for another interesting tax discussion.